0: Welcome to the Life Community Church Podcast. We are so excited and thankful you've decided to join us. We have a very special message for you today that we pray blesses you. Okay, the vow is what we're talking about marriage and how to have a better marriage. And so we've talked about a couple of things. Anybody here... Made a fool out of yourself for love, right? I mean, and if you talk to people and you you hear their stories, often when I'm doing premarital counseling, I talk to people about you know how did you meet, what's happening, you know how did you get together. Uh, everyone has a lot of times has similar stories. You you know you did crazy, you drove all night so you could have you know two hours together. And then drive back for hours and hours. Maybe you spent your, you know, your life savings on a concert that you could go to, or back in the day when we actually had landline telephones, you know, and we, we had, and if you called somebody long distance, it cost you like three hundred dollars. Uh, so people who were, you know, in love would make these long distance phone calls, and it would cost them a fortune they get like a $1,000 phone bill or $1,500, like, you know. But, you know, back before we had, you know, when you had to watch your minutes, you'd say, oh, I'm out of minutes. I can't talk on the phone. I'm out of minutes. Uh, you know, back in the dark ages. Uh, you did crazy. I mean, you just did crazy things to be together. Tina and I, uh, when, when we were falling in love, I, I worked for, the, on, for TXU Freight. I worked on the freight docks in Irving. Uh, We were going to school in Waxahachie. I lived in Mesquite. She lived in Waxahachie. She was working at uh, Tych's, which was a department store that went defunct, at Redbird Mall. And so she would get like, there would be like this window where we could have a, she would have a supper break. And so I would drive from Mesquite or from from Irving to Redbird so that we could have 15 minutes, you know, 20 minutes of, uh, smooching in the car. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, I, we, <laughs> I think it was her. I, and, yes. <laughs> 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 She's denying it now. So I, maybe I don't know who it was. Uh, I need to figure that out, I guess. Uh, <laughs> uh, where was I? So, uh, so I would go into the mall. To, there was, remember, remember Morrow's nut house they, they would have places at the mall, Morrow's nut house. And so, you know, I was, I was always broke <clears throat> kind of like now. And, uh, I was always broke. And so I would go in and, and get like, uh, you know, cause like back then a pound of, of nuts was like $6, which was, you know, half a week's pay. Uh, so I would get like three ounces of chocolate covered almonds. That's her, uh, that's her love language is <laughs> chocolate-covered almonds. And you know, you just, you just do the crazy thing so you can be, Just you just do whatever it takes so you can be together. You just talk on the phone, just listen to each other. You hang up, no, you hang up, no. And just, just you know, you've run out of anything to say. You're just, you know, you just want to be together. Then a lot of times, for a lot of people, that dies. The, the, the romance dies, the, the relationship loses something. So what what happens? How how do you lose the love and how do you lose the romance to where it was, you know, one of my I like the song BB King, the thrill is gone. The thrill is gone away, you know? So what happened? Well, what happened is that we stopped pursuing one another. We We stop chasing each other like we did in the beginning. And so something happens. I mean, you think, is there any other area of your life where you can be lazy and it will improve? Like your body. Can you be lazy and develop a better body? You can't. I wish you could. Don't you wish that it was like... You know, a lot of people think marriage. They think, okay, I got married. Now I can relax. So how about does that work with your body i mean you think well you know i was in shape in 78 so i don't have to be in shape again uh i'm still a shape it's just you know round is a shape so uh but you know your body your what if you start a business and you you get the business going it's doing going great can you just then just put it on cruise control and everything's fine no you just have to keep working to improve it what about your yard does anybody here love you love yard work? Get out of here you 're not welcome, Donnie. he 's gone i I mean you know the thing about yard work is that is it I like planting plants, but the oh just the we the weeding and the maintenance and the weeding. And the maintenance and the it's like there's there's some people that just get, Johnny they get joy from that and uh, just beat me to death with a dead plant. I mean, I there's I hardly enjoy that at all. So, but if you want to have a great yard, it, it it's not just planting. You have to. You have to water it, you have to maintain it, you just have, and when does it stop? It never stops. You have to just keep working on it, keep trying. So that's the way marriage is. A lot of times we say the grass looks greener on the other side of the fence. Well, if it is, then it's time to water your own yard. So we're going to talk about the vows. Last week the vow was, I promise that God will be my first priority and my spouse will be my second. So we talked last week. About how you'll have a better marriage if your spouse is your two because you've put God first. How important that is. Today I want to talk about uh, vow number two I promise to pursue my two. I'm going to continue to promise to pursue my two. Genesis 2 24, that am- that's, that's why. A man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife, and they become one flesh. The word united, Daubach, means to cling or adhere, to catch by pursuit, to pursue with affection and devotion. Psalm 63, 8 is another place where it's used. My soul per- pursues you, your right hand upholds me. So it's, it's about this thing about Pursuit. A continuous pursuit. One of, one of my favorite stories in the Bible is the story of Jacob. And Jacob, if you read about Jacob, Jacob was uh, a rascal, uh, his, he was a liar, and he tricked his brother Esau out of his birthright, and then he had to run away uh, from home because he's, his brother's gonna, Esau wants to kill him. And so he flees to his his mother's home country, and there he encounters a woman, Rachel, and he falls in love with her. And so he goes to her father and asks, you know, to marry her. And the father says, Great, let's do it. What will you you give me for her? And he says, Well, uh, what do you want? He says, I want you to work for me for seven years. You can work for Rachel for seven years. And so he works for Laban keeping his sheep for 7 years and at the end of 7 years he says okay you know I'm and it says that he loved her so much that the 7 years just seemed like a few days. And so he they they have the wedding and he gets to marry Rachel he's so excited and the morning after the wedding he wakes up and he pulls the veil back and it's not Rachel but Leah the sister of Rachel and here's how the bible describes Leah Genesis 29:17 and Leah's eyes were weak but Rachel was beautiful of form and face so Leah was one that you would have said, she's got a great personality. (laughs) I like, I like the message in this. The message is a little more gentle and not as, uh, basically saying that, uh, Leah was ugly. Uh, the message says, Leah had nice eyes, (laughs) but Rachel was stunningly beautiful. So, So he had worked seven years so that he could marry Rachel, and so he goes to Laban, and he says, Laban, what's the deal? I, you know, in the light of day, sober, I didn't marry Rachel, I married Leah. And he says, well, it's our custom that you all have to marry the oldest first. And so he got tricked. The old trickster got tricked. So he says, now what do I have to do to marry Rachel. You said seven years for Rachel. He says, well, now you'll have to work for me seven more years. And so he didn't have to wait seven more years. He said to, to honor Leah for a week, and after a week, then you can have Rachel. You can take Rachel as your wife, which it means, so then he had two wives, which you can read the story. It very seldom works out well to have two wives or three or four or five. It's it's not God's plan and, uh, and it was trouble for all of them. And so then he gets to marry Rachel after a week and then he works another seven years for the wife that he already had. You understand the what I'm talking about here? He worked for what he already had. If you wanna maintain a relationship, you have to work for what you already have. You have to promise, I'll always pursue my two. Now, if you're dating, I'd just like to maybe give you some thoughts about dating. Or uh, dating, if you're not getting married, dating needs to be a mutual pursuit don't date someone who takes you for granted. If, he, if the guy, if, he, if he'll never dress up, if he's a slob, and he's always a slob, uh, and he will never dress up for you, there are times, I don't, you know, as every man in this room that's married has experienced this as you're about to walk out the door. You're about to walk out the door. Has anybody experienced this? Are you going to wear that? is that what you're wearing? My answer is, it it was. (laughs) What what do you want me to wear? You know, the, the reason we get married is because we're inviting beauty into our lives. But can you imagine if there were no men, which, you know, if there were no women and just men, the world would be a giant locker room. <laughs> just, you know, smelly. But we invite women, their beauty into our lives. And so if he never gets creative, if this guy that's pursuing you, if he never dresses up, if he never gets creative, if he's never thoughtful, if he's never bringing you uh, three ounces of almonds or or. A snicker bar would, would work in a, in a pinch or a, or a Reese's peanut butter cup can solve a lot of problems at my house. Uh, (laughs) Whatever, you know, whatever, if, if, if they're not doing that, if they're not pursuing you, if you're, if he's not pursuing her, if she's not pursuing him, don't settle don't settle. You are worth pursuing. And if they won't pursue now, when you get married, they're not going to do diddly squat. That's the technical term for nothing. Okay. So how do we close the gap between intentions and actions? I need to move along. Okay. Most of us have good intentions. We feel love, but we're tired. We feel love, but yet you know we've been married for a year or two or ten or fifteen, and so uh, how do we restore? How do we how do we keep the love alive? How do we keep pursuing? The first thing is when you think something good, say it. Proverbs twenty five eleven says, "Like apples of gold in settings of silver is a word spoken in a right circumstance." So it's beautiful, a word that is beautiful, apples of gold in Settings of silver, so it's both beautiful. It's uh, valuable. So words that are beautiful, words that are valuable, uh, in the right circumstance. Ephesians four twenty nine. Let no unwholesome word proceed out of your mouth, but only such as is good for edification. The word edification. Of course, we get the word edifice from to build up, to build according to the need of the moment, so that it will give grace. What is grace? Well, we love to get grace from God. We get unmerited favor. I means we get stuff we don't deserve. We we get what we don't deserve. He gives us unmerited favor. It's also the word is the root from charis is a Greek word for gift. It is a gift, a word that is a gift. It's also a word that is Empowerment. The Holy Spirit is a gift. The Holy Spirit is, in our lives is an empowerment, this charis, this gift, this grace. So God, God's grace empowers us now that we are now we are the sons of God. that grace gifting empowered us, it identified us, it makes us somebody. and so you can say things to people that empower them and you can say things to people that disempower them. So it's so important. How do we pursue? We need to Pursue each other. And I've lost my place. Uh, They never dress up. I'll just throw that in again. So you have to say it. Husband, say it. Thank you for being. I wish I had done this better. I'll tell you, I don't think I did this as well as I should have. And I was talking to Tina about it this morning. I thought, man, I'm about to preach this and I feel guilty. But I didn't do this as well as I should have. Because Tina is amazing. She is amazing. Thank you, Tammy. She's amazing. She's amazing. Wife. She's amazing. Mother. She's been an amazing pastor's wife. I said that last week, but I said it again. She's an amazing pastor's wife. Friend. Lover. She's gorgeous. I was always surprised. You know, I, I was willing to, you know, Spring for the chocolate-covered almonds because I I was always surprised. I I gotta keep tricking this this girl into liking me uh, because you know I think don't think she sees very well. Uh, Got her glasses later on, but uh, but you know we need uh, we you have to pursue. We pursue each other with words of affection. And guys, let me just tell there: non-sexual affection. And some of you may not know what non-sexual affection is. Non-sexual affection is, is non-sexual affection. <laughs> it's affection, but it's not sexual. I mean, you see those, those, those maternity shirts, that says, all I wanted was a back rub. Yep. <laughs> and another is, I love you because, and this is, this is a great tool. Learn this today. Get this from this sermon today. I love you because. But Tina and I say, tell each other I love you multiple times a day. We don't struggle with that at all. We say to, I love you. But this, this helps hone in it in a little bit. I wish I had learned this 25 years ago. I love you because, and and then you fill in the blank. I love you because you honor God. I love I love you because you start your day with God. I, I, I love you I love you because you're you're such so self sacrificing. You're so unselfish. I love you because you're my best friend. And so so you you it, it makes it's great to fill in the blank. And there's just so many things you can fill in the blank with. I love you. And we need that. We need that kind of affirmation. So we pursue our wives with words of affection. And you pursue a man with words of affirmation. Don't tell a man what he's not, because it will crush him. It's defeating for him. Tell him. Who you see him becoming? Tell him about the faith you have in him. You build him up spiritually. You know, because there's always negative stuff to focus on. Always, you didn't do this, and you didn't do this, and you didn't take out the trash, and you didn't wash the car, and you didn't get the tires rotated, and you know the, the ist is the ist is <laughs> The list is endless of all the things that you cannot do. So you have to you have to work at finding things that you can affirm, believe in him, tell him who he's becoming, thank him for what he does. Uh, when he takes the kids to church, say thank you for thank you for being a spiritual leader, for getting us and this circus of a family together. And in the car and to church in a reasonable amount of time with only minimal loss of life. Amen. You know, I appreciate it when you pray, you know, appreciate it. I appreciate it when you pray over the meal. You see, grat- it's hard to have gratitude and anxiety, gratitude and anger. It's hard for them to exist in the same space. Gratitude has. Tremendous power to push some of those things out of the way. So men, she needs to know every day, do you love me today? Do you love me today for who I am today? Not do you love me so we can have sex, but do you love me today for who I am? ladies, he needs to know, do you believe in me? So anytime you think something good to say, and this is great. You know what? This applies to every area of your life. If you're married, apply it to your marriage. If you're a parent, apply it to your parenting. Every area of your life. Number two, when you think of something special to do, do it. James four seventeen says, if you know the right thing to do and you don't do it to you, it's sin. So what can you do? Well, you know, you come home early and you, and you take the kids to the park and you say, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to try to give you a few minutes without chaos. You just everything you, 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 you take the kids, you, you bathe the kids, you do the dishes, you put them to bed. Uh, you watch the children while she gets to go do something else. Uh, you may call it babysitting. We call it parenting. Uh, you can parent your kids. They're your own kids. Uh, you, maybe, you know, you think, oh, I'm going to send her flowers. Do it. Let me give you a little secret. Don't just send the flowers to the house. Send the flowers to where she works so that other women see her getting flowers from you and you get double points. You can't ever cash those points in, but you do get them anyway. Uh, they're like, yes, nature green stamps. They're, they, they're fun to collect, but they have no value. Uh Like airline miles, how many does it take? Three hundred and fifty thousand miles. When they're overwhelmed, you know, just you know, you need to get away. Take take a day away. Do little things. Fill the fill the tank of the car with gas. Uh, Give leave little thankful notes or thoughtful thankful thoughtful yeah notes around. Make the bed. (laughs) That's a mixed response. Make the bed. Uh, Oh, make the bed. Uh. Watch a chick flick instead of an action film. Do something that your spouse loves. If he loves golfing, you know, go ride in the golf cart with him. Uh, Riding motorcycles. You know, Tina doesn't really like riding motorcycles. She has no intention of ever having a motorcycle, but... She likes riding a motorcycle with me. I don't even know if she likes, I maybe like if it, these the right word. She tolerates it and does it anyway. So so I intentionally, so when I the last motorcycle that I bought, I I bought, you know, a big, I mean, you know, like a honking huge <laughs> Harley with the with a recliner in the back. I mean, she'd go to sleep back, like I don't think she has, but you could, uh, it's, it's, and so that was not necessarily my first, if I thought that's not going to be my first choice, I might've gotten an adventure bike, which you have no idea what that is. Some of you do, but most of you don't, but, but the other motorcycles that I've had were not comfortable for her to ride with me. And so we, we together said, you know, I wanted to get something that she would be comfortable riding with me. And you have to work at kind of figuring out those things that you can do together. Keep, you know, you got to keep figuring out the things that you can do to do together. It's so important. Do something your spouse loves. If she loves shopping, go shopping. I don't know hardly any men that like to shop. I like to buy. I mean, I like going into a store and okay, I'm going to buy something i'm to buy a shirt and looking and picking a shirt out and getting a shirt and leaving shopping is different to go shopping is like we're going to go in the store and we're going to touch everything in the store look we've looked at everyone it's like when we're ready to leave i haven't touched this stuff over there and i'm like oh and they don't you know and they put the chairs they put the chairs in the stores where you're sitting outside of the dressing room, where you look like a pervert, <laughs> what are you going to go try on lingerie, <clears throat> right? But what do you, but you know, so <laughs> see what great sacrifices I've made, <laughs> Whatever, what, what, what do they love? what does he love? Try to figure out how to s- spend time together. Keep pursuing each other. Because when you were dating, you'd say, she'd say, you want to go shopping? I'd say, absolutely. You know why? Because I wanted to be with her. And I would say, hey, I'm going to go look at an old car. You want to go? She'd say, absolutely. And we go look at an old car. And if I say today, hey, you want to look at an old car? She'll say, yes, let's go look at an old car. Does she care about old cars? No. Maybe I've beat her into it. I don't know. <laughs> so find that, okay? Number three, because I'm out of time. When you want something different, be it. If you want something different, be something different yourself. If you're thinking if only she would or if only my husband would, don't gripe about what your spouse is not doing. Now, I'm not saying you can't have conflict and conversation about things that you don't like. That's the essence of communication. You have to be able to talk about things that you're unhappy with or things that need to change. And you need to be able to do that. But the tone you do that in and how you do that is very important. Because you can, you'll never produce change by nagging and complaint. You have to produce change by commitment and love and pursuit and all these other areas. So you need to focus on who God is working on you to become. A lot of times we say, I wish my wife would. We need to be praying, God, what is it that I need to change? So if we want something different, we have to be something different. Women are multipliers. If you give a woman a house, they'll make it a home. It'll be much more than it was as a house. If, if you give a woman love, she's going to give you a family. If you give a woman a hard time, she's going to give it back to you, pressed down, shaken together, running over. And in good measure will she pour into your bosom. <laughs> if you don't like what you're getting, look at what you're giving. To get what you've never had, you need to do what you've never done. And to get what you once had, you must do what you once did. If you stopped pursuing, the moment you stop pursuing... The relationship begins to decay like your body or your flower bed. It requires constant maintenance, and it's the most important thing you will do in your life. Revelation 2.5, therefore remember from where you've fallen and repent and do the deeds you did at first. I promise to always pursue the two. Are you pursuing the the two. If the thrill is gone, if you're listening to too much BB King, the thrill is gone. I want to tell you, you can get it back. Now, Tina and I have been married. We talked about last week, 47 years, and we've had some difficult days. Anybody here had any difficult days? In the first service, I said Wayne and Mary Goodell were here. I think they're married 63 years. They haven't had any difficult days, really. But everybody else has had difficult days. If you've had difficult days, here's what I've learned. We've had difficult days. And when we worked through those difficult days because we were committed to each other, we'd made a promise to each other, we were in a covenant relationship. And we argued and we we fought and we said things we shouldn't have said. But when we worked through that, sometimes we got help. We went to counseling. We got help. We weren't ashamed of that. We would get to the other side it was better. You can make progress. You can get the weeds out of your flower bed. They, they can be overgrown and be looking bad. And you can put a little effort into them and you can get them back looking right again. Or spend a little money. <laughs> right? You got to pursue and you still have to make a commitment to pursue. And as a spouse, you need to make a commitment before God. God's my number one. But I make a commitment to pursue my two before God. Let's stand and pray. Thank you. If your spouse is here, you know, hold their hand. Or elbow them real hard, you know. This was for you. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we want to put you first. You deserve the first place. Everything works right, better. I'm better if you're the first place in my life. I'm a better husband. A wife is a better wife if God is the first place. And i make a commitment to pursue. I know that I have to cleave to my wife. I have to cleave to my husband. I've got to pursue. So, Father, help me to see the areas where I need to pursue. If there's something that I need to say, I need to say it. There's something that I ought to do. I ought to do it. And if there's a change that needs to be made, I need to be it. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I love you. Thanks for coming. Good to see you. This has been the Life Community Church Podcast. Thank you for listening.